Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to WrestleWolf. I am Damian Gibson and this is WWE Weekly or WWE Weekly even uh, where I watch all of the WWE Weekly shows so you don't have to. And uh, there's some mixed results again this week. Um, I used to do this for another podcast and what I forget about WWE programming is that it is really, really similar week in week out um yeah anyway let's get into it raw um get a few talking points here one is around raw underground and the other one is is randy and and drew going into SummerSlam. what first of all underground what is this right like I don't hate it. I've been on the record of saying I don't hate the idea. It is something different. And having already complained about same-sameness every week, cool, something different, right? But it's been three weeks now, and there's been no continuity. It feels just completely made up on the spot. Um, and not in a good way. Like... I'm sure, you know, people could argue that it it's meant to feel that way. And so, you know, it's doing its job as a storytelling, uh, you, know, vehicle, uh, you know, vehicle. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. Let's say that that's, you know, that's what's trying to be portrayed to the viewer. Sweet. Um, what, who's being put over? Like, like Drew, and there's people in there now that I just, like Dolph Ziggler, I don't buy Dolph Ziggler as a badass who's hanging around in an illegal fight club in the basement of, you know, the performance center. Um, you know, it's hard enough for me to look past Shane McMahon being like the, the main ringleader of this. But also, like, I mean, at least this week we had Nia Jax 
and Shayna Baszler story start in Underground and then continue into to Raw. Um, you know, like have it flow between the, the two shows or the show within a show. Um, but most of the time it's just, you know, two people get up on the stage and they fight for no reason and I I just wonder like how long is this going to go on you know I think again it's like one of these WWE things of like oh well got a reaction you know like John Cena used to come out and 50% of the audience is very much like the height of the summer of punk you know and and even afterwards when with John Cena where 50% 50% of the audience would cheer, 50% of the audience would, would boo. And Michael Cole, without fail, every time would say, well, don't, it doesn't matter what you think of John Cena, he always gets a reaction. And I never, I never understood why you would bait the audience like that. Um, because... Yeah, okay, there was there's a rusted on element of fans who are gonna show up and watch no matter what. And they they're divided on this particular character. But meanwhile your ratings are dropping every week. <laughs> and it feels like, you know, things like Raw Underground and the Thunderdome, you know, whether they're good ideas or not, initially, as long as they're still getting a reaction, it doesn't matter. Um, I just, I want to see some plot, you know, with Raw Underground, um, or explain to me that there's not going to be plot. Like, oh, this, this just happens now, and it's like an alternative to Raw on Raw. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm willing to give it some time. I mean, it's only been three weeks. You know, maybe, you know, like I said, we, we saw some story happening with Shayna and Nia Jax on there this week. So maybe we'll get more of that. Uh, I don't hate it. I'm not, I'm not completely slagging it off. I just want to see something come of it, whether it's linking it up with retribution or, or whatever it might be. Um, I just want there to be some end game to this. And there's, there's so many times where there isn't with WWE. And I think that's what gets frustrating for me as, as a viewer is that, you know, like I want there to be payoffs for storylines and there so often isn't. Um, so, but anyway, we'll see. Uh, Drew and Randy continue their feud going in the SummerSlam. I was almost convinced I was 100% sure that Randy Orton was going to win at SummerSlam until this week. And I don't know whether, you know, Vince and Co. have done a good job of swerving me. Um, HBK, uh, earlier in the episode, spoke to Drew McIntyre. They they had a really good promo here where you really believed that HBK means something to Drew McIntyre. I think they're, uh, you know, they there's times with this Randy... Um, storyline that you know 
it's been a bit of a long bow that Drew like had some sort of connection to any of these people, like with Ric Flair, for example. <laughs> uh, but Shawn Michaels really sold it, and so did Drew McIntyre. Really, really enjoyed this um, promo. <sighs> At the, you know, at the risk of sounding like a negative Nelly, it did sort of point out that there's a lot of people on the roster who don't know how to cut a promo. I mean, I know Shawn Michaels is one of the best of all time, um, but it really shines a light on the lack of skills of some others when you see one of the best of all time doing it. Uh, and I'm not talking about Drew or Randy in this, just, you know, other people on the roster. Um, so HBK went out to speak to... Randy because he felt like he had to that was never really sort of explained he has a strong connection with Ric Flair so he feels like he had to speak to Randy okay it's a bit flimsy but it's something um you know uh Randy comes out tries to to kill um Shawn Michaels punts him in the head Drew McIntyre comes out he doesn't quite kill Shawn Michaels the way that he had others, which makes me think that Shawn Michaels might get involved at SummerSlam. Uh, and the fact that Drew McIntyre basically ran Randy Orton off at first, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This means that Randy Orton's going to take the belt. But uh, Randy did end up RKOing Drew as well. So I don't know. The fact that Shawn's still around, Drew gets RKO'd on the go-home show. I'm just getting a vibe that Drew McIntyre will retain um, and that they're really, really going to push Drew McIntyre to the moon and back, um, which I think is the right call. I really, really do. There was a stories that came out a few weeks ago basically saying that Vince was looking to the future rather than the past as far as booking was concerned and this would be a really good uh, spot to start um there is this continuing story of randy getting the belt so edge can come back and take it off him um but i don't know i know a lot of people would be happy if randy won the belt at SummerSlam and he had a, a heel uh you know, go at the belt for want of a better term. But I just like, who who goes up against him? Probably Drew McIntyre, right? Like, I trying to have a quick scan through the Raw roster. Yeah, he's the first and almost only person I can think of on that roster that that would uh, be good in the in the title picture. So. I think Drew McIntyre has been magnificent in really difficult circumstances as, as the WWE champ, and, and I want to see more of it. Um, and as we start talking about having fans back at shows and things like that, um, he has, you know, he, he deserves the chance to, to be a champion in front of people. So we'll see. We'll be doing a SummerSlam show tomorrow night. Um, after it airs, so uh, with Matt from the AEW and WCW show, he's going to watch a WWE show, and uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Be cool to get his uh, <laughs> his opinions on WWE because uh, they're usually not great. So uh, could get some hot takes 
speaking of hot takes, we're at NXT. Um, I'm going to try and be quick about this. Um, I'll talk about Pat McAfee and Adam Cole first. Their promo was great. Um, I have to roll back my opinion on this program. Um, I, this angle, I thought it was going to be shit, um, for want of a better word. Uh, it's been good. It's been booked well. I mean, I, I did... Uh, look, I, I know I sound like a hypocrite. When McAfee punted Cole on the head, I, I said, and I still stand by it, that I think he looked weak. You know, and getting upset about being called small, I think, also made him look weak. You could have booked this angle and had McAfee be more of a dick like he was this week <clears throat> and just have Adam Cole say, hey, look, you're out of order. You're in my house. Don't be a dick. Um, I just thought him getting upset about being called short made him look really petty, you know. Um, like, yeah, McAfee's calling him short and so he's the dick, but whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've been called short. Get over it. You are for a wrestler. Um, but this promo by Pat McAfee, he's the best promo on the on WWE's roster. Who's not on the roster? This I was so engaged by this. Uh, Cole, you know, maneuvering and, and murdering a whole bunch of security guards um, made him look pretty pretty strong as well. Uh, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing what happens at Takeover. Um, <laughs> you won me around. You won me around NXT. Um, so something that has not won me around is Velveteen Dream. Um, being not only on this show, but beating Finn Balor in one of the big biggest schmoz schmoz finishes I've ever seen in my life, and it was all booked in a way. Uh, to try and make you not notice that Velveteen Dream won this match. And, um... Ah, oh, where do I even... Like, where do I even start with this? You know, you haven't found any evidence? You haven't looked, then. Um, I know a lot of bigger podcasts are sort of... You know, get where they're at. They're deciding not to really talk about this because of potential defamation cases, all that sort of thing. Uh, all I all I will say is that if you haven't uh, found any evidence in regards to the allegations that were made in speaking during the speaking out movement, um, you haven't looked because it takes about two minutes. Um, how? <sighs> How WWE think they're going to get past this in 2020? Just, it, it crushes my brain in thinking about it. I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Like, I just, it's, um, it's disturbing. I mean, what what happens if we have speaking out? And we have that moment as a as a fandom, as a as a as a profession, uh, you know, as wrestling, um, and all those people who have come forward. You know, I mean, that's I know. 
you know, I know from personal experience when there are things that need to be said uh, and, you know, you're afraid of coming out and saying certain things, how terrifying it is to, to, to pull yourself out there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, like... All of these people have come out and 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 been brave enough to like share the horrible things that they've had to endure from wrestlers or people within the wrestling community, and it's just completely disregarded by WWE because there are people, well, there's someone on their roster who can make the money potentially. It's as simple as that. Uh, and how they think that, you know, the, the other thing as well is if I don't, it's like, you know, if we don't, uh, if we stop talking about dream, right, then it goes away and WWE get what they want, which is for people to stop talking about it. And they think that they, we will, right. They think that we'll just eventually go, oh, look, I can't be bothered. They're not going to do anything about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, uh, the only way to send a strong message really is to not watch NXT until action's taken. So, um, that's what I would encourage you to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I'm probably getting myself in trouble here, but, uh, It is what it is. Smackdown Live. Uh, this was another solid ep. Everyone was interested in the Thunderdome. I think it works. I think it works. I saw a lot of people being really negative about it. Uh, it is actually trying to engage... WWE actually trying to engage their fans and be safe at the same time. I think they've they've got to be applauded for this. Uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't... Um, you know, WWE want to get fans involved. They don't want to, to to keep putting on a show to an empty arena, and I completely understand that. And this is, you know, they must have invested a fair amount of uh, time and infrastructure and money into trying to make this happen. And, um, you know, good on them. Uh, I know there's been some technical glitches. I've spoken to some people who have said that... Uh, that the feed that they were watching wasn't super great, um, that it was okay, but I'm sure they'll fix that up over time. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything negative to say about this. I think I think it it looked kind of cool, um, and um, you know, you get some fans in there. It would be good if they were making a bit more sort of noise and stuff like that, but you know, they can only do what they can do. Um, so I thought this was, I thought this was cool. Um, we had the Bray and Braun story continuing on. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this at SummerSlam. Um, you know, Bray Wyatt has the ability to make me interested in anything that he's doing, and the, and this is no exception. I'm not usually that interested in anything Braun Strowman has <coughs> uh, going on. So uh, this will be the second pay-per-view in a row where... Bray Wyatt has made me want to watch a Braun Strowman match, and so, well done. 
and we saw the beginning of the end for Bailey and Sasha, who uh, they had a, a time limited match. Essentially, both of them had to wrestle Naomi, and whoever beat Naomi uh, in the quickest amount of time would wrestle Oscar first, uh, or whoever lost that step would uh, wrestle Oscar first um, at SummerSlam because both of those uh, ladies are wrestling Oscar at SummerSlam, if you weren't aware. Um, uh, Bailey lost to Naomi, which means that she has to uh, face Oscar first, which um, really throws things around for me because I was 100% sure that Bailey would retain and Sasha would lose. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see the belt swap uh like raw on smackdown and smackdown on raw or it allows oscar to go to smackdown i'm not sure but um i enjoyed all of this this uh oscar versus bailey and sasha thing has been really cool sasha and bailey have been doing some great heel work for a long period of time now it was also good to see naomi getting involved in the picture um yeah i liked i liked all of this um yeah, SmackDown has been solidly good for a month now, and this episode was uh, no exception. Um, yeah, so I don't really have much else to say about WWE this week. Um, yeah, just just cut your ties. Just cut ties, guys. Uh, with you-know-who and... Uh, and I think everything will be all right. But um, yeah, we'll be doing a SummerSlam show uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm actually looking forward to that pay-per-view. And um, yeah, we'll be also putting out the same night, uh, WCW, uh, reconsidering WCW Nitro. There's our weekly AEW show. Uh, and then we'll be back next week with uh, another episode of WWE Weekly. All right. Thanks, guys. Stay safe.